It is indeed the Saturday Coffee Clutch oh, with Heather Lofthouse and yours truly. And uh, Heather, today is the third anniversary of one of the worst events in American history. Uh, one of the really uh, not only saddest, uh, but one of the real most tragic. Uh, and what amazes me is how confused so many people are, particularly if they call themselves Republicans. And of course, what you're talking about is January 6th. That was three years ago when it originally happened. It feels like yesterday and forever ago at the same time. And it was an insurrection. It was, it was clearly an insurrection. Forming of the 70, Capitol. Yeah, 70 percent of Republicans today, which is actually more than last year, 70 percent believe that the election was stolen from Donald Trump. Uh, and over a third of Republicans believe, according to the polls, that the FBI were uh, involved in the insurrection. Uh, many of them but, don't believe it was even an insurrection. But this floor, so 70%, was it always 70%? Has this changed? This feels like even more than when it happened three years ago. Yeah, well, it, uh, we don't have good data on right after it happened. Uh, but uh, last year, it was closer to 65%. Uh, the year before, it was about 64%. So there is an increase in the number of people who believe that uh, the 2020 election was stolen. Now, this, is, uh, this isn't really surprising. This is the big lie. This is what uh, Goebbels and, uh, and Hitler understood in the 1930s. If you, if you simply say things over and over, and if it's amplified in the media, uh, in this case, Fox News and all of the right-wing social media, uh, then people begin to believe it, even if some other people are saying something differently. So you even just confuse people. Even if there's a commission, even if there are lawsuits, even if there are people behind bars who were part of it, I mean, even that's... if the even if the attorney general under Trump has said under oath in testimony that there was no, you know, that that there's no basis in fact, there's absolutely not, no evidence that the 2020 election was stolen. So you you've got uh, lies upon lies. I mean, the other lie is about the insurrection. You know, was it an insurrection? Well, of course it was. We all saw it. We saw it on television. I mean, it's hard to persuade people of something different, I suppose. I have always assumed if they saw it with their own eyes, and yet a lot of people still believe that it was somehow didn't happen or it was, uh, you know, it was a, it was a protest. It was a, a nonviolent protest. Uh, and as I said, uh, there are now... Uh, approximately a third of all Republicans believe that the FBI was behind it. I mean, Heather, we're dealing with one of the worst tragedies in American history, uh, you know, where you had four people die and then an additional uh, several policemen died subsequently and, and there were suicides. And, um, and the lives of members of Congress uh, were uh, potentially... Uh, really, really at, at great, great threat, great risk. Um, and you've got one of the perpetrators, in fact, the perpetrator in chief, the person who was responsible for all of it, running for president again uh, and having, I mean, today in Iowa, I'm sure what he's going to say is that uh, it was all a, 
what, just a, a, an innocent protest and the 2020 election was stolen from him. That's what he'll say over and over again. I think he might even say more than that. Well, he, I don't know if he'll say it was an innocent protest. I think he'll say, you're welcome, everybody. Let's do more. Well, he may. I mean, you notice in his campaign, uh, at the start of his rallies, very often he has people uh, on a recording who are people who were there, who were violent, who are in jail. Uh, they are singing the Star Spangled Anthem. I know. And we have one of his aides and his speechwriters, Stephen Miller, is pulling so much hateful speech you know, allegedly, because Trump says, what? Hitler said what I said? I had no idea. Um, but so, and we can imagine that what he will say later today will be bashing immigrants, the themes you've talked about, nativism. What do you think? I mean, t in terms of immigration and what's happening. Well, there, there, there are two big Trump themes, and they're being echoed by Republicans. One, as we've just said, is that the 2020 election was stolen and uh, that really uh, nothing serious happened on, on the 6th of, of, uh, of January. Uh, but uh, the, the second one is that we are losing our national identity, uh, that uh, Biden is doing nothing about the border and there's a surge of immigrants across the border and that uh, and there, there's got to be uh, the National Guard and the military and the police have to be have to be called out. I mean, there are even some who are calling, some Republicans calling for an invasion of Mexico. Uh, I mean, th th this is out of control. Uh, on both themes are utterly out of control. Uh, and there, th this business of the border, Heather, as you know, uh, it is a problem. Uh, but Biden has been trying to get more funding for border control. And the Republicans keep continuing to say, no, we're not going right. to provide additional funding. But not only that, I mean, it's all, it's this campaign, it's this spin campaign, it's crime is up and jobs are down. And talk to us a little about the specific lies that are being touted and what the actual reality is. Well, uh, Trump is saying, as he said, you know, he, this is not a new theme for him, uh, that immigrants are bringing in more crime, when in fact the latest data we have shows that crime is way, way down in the United States, notwithstanding uh, the surge of immigrants. Uh, and secondly, with regard to jobs, I mean, they're not stealing Americans' jobs. What we know is that the latest jobs report, uh, sh which we'll get to, I hope, later, uh, shows that, in fact, the job situation is quite good uh, in terms of the number of Americans uh, having jobs. Oh, we will get to percent. that because yeah. it's a positive, and I'm uh, looking it's for very, positives. It's, it's very positive. For the uh, so that, uh, you know, all of these issues uh, are being uh, kind of uh, demagogued uh, by yep. Trump and by other Republicans. I mean, uh, you know, the and the, some of them are counter to each other. They're a drag on unemployment. They, they're stealing our job. Like it, it doesn't even all. I mean, of course, it doesn't all make sense together. But it's it so it, horrific, and it's a, it's a, it's the way this country has come together through immigration, and now we're doing. I mean, it's such an old trick, right? It's well, an old of course. And, and the fact is that our population is aging 
and we probably need more immigrants in terms of just doing all the jobs that need to be done over the yeah. next 10, 15, 20 years. I mean, look, at immigration does need to be reformed. Let's be clear. There ought to be uh, more legalized, uh, standardized ways for people to get into the country. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, all of the lies about it makes it harder to reform immigration because uh, right. it becomes such a political football. You know, I remember not that many years ago, Democrats and Republicans were close together to coming up with immigration reform. Uh, and it was about legalizing and standardizing uh, making it harder for people to get in illegally, but making it easier for them to get in through, uh, you know, an open doorway or a doorway right. that was was actually, you know, where there was a line to get through, but the doorway right. was not locked. Right. Now, you speak about Trump's lies in this regard. We've talked about some of his lies about January 6th. I mean, the biggest ones. But I don't know if you saw, but so this week, I think you did see, he came out on Truth Social, where, by the way, his likes are down, whatever that's worth. And he basically did something, 50-odd, 40-something tweets about E. Jean Carroll. And let's be clear, a jury has found him guilty of sexually assaulting her, right? Let's just be clear. He did 40-something, 50 pieces of content about her. I mean, several people, many of them are saying it publicly. I'm sure more than that are saying it in private, this can't be the work of a sane person. I mean, this many tweets, something is happening. This is part of a trend. You've well, mentioned I, this. I think that he is obviously responsible for all those tweets under his name, uh, but it does also suggest that he's not all there. I mean, that he's unhinged. Uh, you know, there, there continues to be this uh, this. Uh, this this word about Biden being too old and and but the fact of the matter is of the two likely candidates for president this year uh, there's only one of them who is showing age related dementia uh, and that is Donald Trump uh, and uh, and and the you know I, it, one of the frustrating things to me is that the media uh, is not picking up on this they talk about Biden's age but they don't talk about Trump being unhinged losing it. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, paranoia is part of uh, one of the symptoms of dementia. Right. And you've talked about this on Substack. You've talked about false equivalence and what you're seeing in the media and who's saying what. So I think you're going to have to, unfortunately, do more posts for us on that. Um, can I ask you another question? Speaking of your Substack, so this week you had some interesting stuff to say about the ousted or resigned, um, self-resigning, president of Harvard, Claudine Gay, and how this experience and what has happened is related to the GOP. Can you Well, it's clearly, I mean, uh, the Republicans have been uh, attacking universities, prestigious universities, you know, Harvard hates America. That was a, a Republican refrain years ago. Uh, so they want to, you know, this is part of their kind of right-wing populism. They want to go after the universities. Uh, the latest has been with regard to uh, political correctness and, and all of the notions uh, th that have to do with uh, what's, what's taught and how it's taught, not only in high schools, but also increasingly in universities. Uh, so that the Republican attack by Elise Stefanik, uh, when she had the three university presidents in front of uh, you know, a Republican committee, a Republican House committee, and that was uh, Elizabeth McGill uh, and also uh, the president of MIT, MIT uh, Kornbluth, uh, yeah. and uh, 
obviously, uh, Claudine Gay. Uh, and, they, and she ambushed them. I mean, this is at the end of five hours of testimony, Heather. Uh, I mean, I've, I've testified before Congress. Uh, one or two hours is, is tiring enough. But when you're trying to keep your wits about you and answer these questions correctly, after five hours, you're not, you know, you're just a normal human being. You're worn down. Um, so uh, Stefanov waited to the end, and then she uh, asked about, you know, the, the college regulations. Would you penalize students who are uh, engaging in uh, some sort of calls for genocide or Antifa? Uh, and... Uh, the, the 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 three presidents did what they shouldn't have done. They 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 gave legalized legal kind of temporizing evasive answers. Depends uh, for, on the context. Yes, they said it was based on context. Well, that was that was wrong of them. That was politically and public relations wise, it was stupid. Uh, but four days after that testimony, McGill is fired, uh, and now this week uh, Claudine Gay uh, is gone. Uh, you know, some big alumni, big donors uh, had a lot to do with it. They put a lot of pressure on these institutions, uh, and they are, in a, in a sense, uh, fulfilling. They're not all Republicans, all these big donors, but they are fulfilling the Republican objective, which is to make these universities look like they are uh, kind of, uh, uh, you know, it, intolerant, uh, of Jews, uh, that they are uh, anti-Zionist, um, and uh, it, it, it helps the Republicans, obviously, in many ways. Also, the Republicans want to court the Jewish vote and the evangelical vote, uh, but uh, it's, uh, it's very, very damaging. It does uh, it, it spread um, Islamophobia and anti-Semitism uh, in America. Right. And there are these important claims of plagiarism. I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that. And I do think that it's almost, it, you know, it's ops research. I feel like people are finding these things and it's not that they didn't happen and they did and she should be accountable if they did, of course. But I think they just fan these flames and it's how big of a fire can we create? We'll pick but some it's, plagiarism but it's also, here and we'll pick some congressional exactly. hearing gone wrong here. Exactly. But it also, I mean, a lot of university presidents around the country, uh, for, you know, who are presidents of universities that are not, not nearly as prestigious as, as Harvard, they look to what happened at Harvard and they say, if it could happen there, boy, I've got to be, I've got to be even more respectful of powerful alumni and what the Republicans might want and, uh, you know, what, what they might say. Um, and it's, it, it, it has a chilling effect on these campuses, potentially. I think it's, it's really the edge of the wedge. It's very dangerous uh, in terms of free speech. I mean, right. it, look, it's very, very difficult for college presidents to balance uh, freedom of expression against, uh, you know, what you don't want is what uh, right. just hateful speech that's going to be like shouting fire in a crowded theater. And, and but that that has to be up to the university itself. That cannot be up to Republicans outside uh, or to powerful donors. Right, 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 right. It's so scary too how the political is influencing. I mean, it always has, obviously. But the, the bleeding of all of it together now and watching the GOP just putting their hooks. And it's been, let's be clear, it's been a long-term strategy, whether we're talking about overturning Roe. 
I mean, it is, but it's really scary to watch. Michael and I, on our team at Inequality Media Civic Action the other day, we were saying we've got to do everything we can and get out the vote. And we were talking about young people and we coined this phrase, which was, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. And we said, we can't on January, excuse me, on November 6th, have a fear of missing out on democracy, a faux mood. I mean, it's terrifying what's happening right now. And it feels like we're just seeing democracy at the brink. Well, Um, everything we've been talking about is related to this. And, uh, you know, the, the kind of weaponization of the university um, and what's happening in the university, the weaponization uh, of, uh, of, of, of every aspect of the media, uh, the weaponization uh, of uh, the judiciary. Uh, I mean, Trump uh, and, uh, I mean, it's, it's not, what I what I've keep on saying is that it's, Trump is the culmination of years, and this is what you were saying, Heather, a moment ago. Trump is the culmination of years of, of this kind of buildup of, uh, of, of intolerance and nativism and uh, xenophobia and uh, maliciousness, uh, uh, malicious bigotry. A lot of it, again, going back to Eugene Carroll, a lot of it has to do with misogyny, uh, hate yeah. of women. Uh, that's one of the hallmarks of fascism, historically. Right. Uh, right. It's all related together. And I think the only way we're ever going to hold Trump accountable uh, at the end of the day is the election of 2024. He's got to be defeated, and he's got to be defeated big, big time. And and I keep thinking back to that one video we found of you from 1994, where you're saying, we're all watching this happen, people, and inequality is, you know, adding to what's happening. So- Well, I I wish I weren't so prescient uh, at that time. But, but I did start to worry, as I said in 1994 in that speech, uh, that widening inequality uh, created the conditions in which some people were going to be susceptible to, to a demagogue coming along yeah. and blaming immigrants and blaming yeah. others and blaming women uh, for, uh, for, for the, the anxiety that a lot of ordinary Americans felt. I know, it was the kindling. Ugh. Well, so I think we should talk about the jobs report because it is so incredibly positive, relatively speaking, and even not relatively speaking, darn it. Um, so do you want to tell us about the numbers that came out yesterday, please? Yeah. Well, uh, again, they defied a lot of predictions. Uh, this jobs recovery continues to be very, very strong. Uh, over 200,000 jobs, or around 200,000 jobs, uh, unemployment staying at 3.7%. Now, the danger of touting all of this is that some people say, well, uh, you know, I'm not so great, and I still uh, have a lot of debt, and, and prices are still very high for houses, and, uh, you know, I'm not feeling so great. Uh, well, that's true, but the trend is in the right direction. Uh, and uh, we are not facing what a lot of people thought we'd be facing uh, in order to bring down unemployment, uh, a recession. Well, it, right. that's, that's, it's in itself, that's a, a very, very good thing. Right. And importantly, we always have to ask compared to what? So let's compare it to what Trump has lied about in terms of his presidential record. And so he lost 2.9 million jobs. 
during his tenure. Now people say, but there was a pandemic. But then if you look, monthly job creation has exceeded the same monthly job creation that Trump, I mean, when we compare before the pandemic, um, we're still way far up. And importantly, we should note that the black-white unemployment gap also fell in this last bit of 2023 to a record low for last year. And that's a very important figure for- It's very, very important. Let me emphasize this, uh, Heather, what you just said. Uh, Comparing apples to apples, that is comparing uh, the first years of the Trump administration before the 2020 uh, pandemic uh, with what we have experienced under Biden, we have a much healthier economy, much better job growth under Biden. We had actually job losses under Trump. Uh, And Biden's investment strategy, the big investments, uh, the CHIPS Act and infrastructure and all of the investments in non-fossil fuels, they are actually helping create jobs. uh, And they're helping create jobs across the country. Uh, This is a big deal. So we made it through the first week of 2024. (laughs) <laughs> we did. I'm not Are sure. Are you ready? I, I mean, how many more weeks do we have of this? I mean, I think they're 52 weeks in a year. Last time I checked. So 51. And, but uh, I mean, ugh. but this was just a nano week. I mean, it was just a sam- it was just a nothing week. Right. You've said when Congress is back next week, when do you think it's going to ramp up? This was just a. Uh, well, we're, we're almost exactly 10 months before the election uh, today almost exactly 10 months. Uh, And uh, it's going to ramp up very, very fast because if you just look at the calendar and put into the calendar all of the the primary dates, all of the dates having to do with Trump's, what we know now about Trump's uh, trials and tribulations Mm -hmm. uh, and all of the other events that are going to take place. I mean, even uh, Trump's Republican House members uh, who are in the vast majority. I mean, the Republicans Mm. in the House have a now have a majority by two uh, over the Democrats. Uh, They are threatening to hold back funding for Ukraine. They are already holding back funding for Ukraine and they're threatening to close the government down again. I know. Uh, And we have third party candidates popping uh, up everywhere. It's it's going to be a hell of a ride. And unfortunately, it's uh, it's not going to be fun. I wish I maybe you'll get more. us coffee clutch branded seat belts to wear for this. <laughs> well, do you want an over the shoulder, just an old school waist? Oh uh, no, we're going to need everything. Everything <laughs> okay, we can I'll have to the, stay I'll in. Get the race in car place. And it's but also, it's going to be very important to focus our eyes on the prize, uh, which is maintaining our democracy. I mean, that's what really is all about. And not only maintaining democracy, but in enriching it and making democracy work better. Uh, That's what we have got to hold on to. That's our legacy for the future. Mm. Okay. With that, I'll play our outro and we will see people in a week. And I'm going to hold on to the jobs report numbers. Well, That's I am going to hold on to them too. And Heather, you look great. You seem oh, great. Please. You are you are it's just a, doing a, fake, a fabulous a, job at Inequality Media Civic Action. Thank you for saying that. You look rested and good. Well, I, I'm and glad I'm I look that way. I'm grateful to you for I'm, helping I, us. As I, I, I must sound uh, as as anxious as I feel uh, going into this new year, but I'm going to try to do more exercising and calm down. Everybody out there, you have a very great week and get you calm down uh, and get some rest. And we'll see you next week.